This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post-workout snack, choose the farm-fresh taste of Eggland's Best Eggs. Only Eggland's best hens are fed their proprietary all-vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 6 times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs. Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com to learn more. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Star Diary, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. You can subscribe to the print edition of the magazine by visiting skyatnightmagazine.com or to our digital edition by visiting iTunes or Google Play. Greetings listeners and welcome to Star Diary, a weekly guide to the best things to see in the Northern Hemisphere's night sky. As we are based here in the UK, all times are in GMT. In this episode, we'll be covering the coming week from the 19th to the 25th of December. I'm Ezzie Pearson, the magazine's features editor, and I'm joined on the podcast today by Reviews editor Paul Manny. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ezzie. Oh, I'm excited. It's the week leading up to Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Now now the bad news, most of the events occur in the morning sky. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I know. It's always the way. It is. It is. But it happens every month. We've got to have this. So we're going to start off then with December the 20th, because on that morning, the very slim crescent moon with a shine, remember, that's the, that's the other thing that makes it wonderful. It lies close and below the star Alpha Libra. This is Zuben El Ginubi. It is a nice double star and you can see it in binoculars. So have a look at that sort of thing. Really good in a pair of, say, 10 by 50 binoculars or such. Very nice double star. And you've got the moon there as well, hanging below it. So you've got this crescent moon, you've got the Earth shine, and you've got this wide double star as well to boot. So I think that's worth getting up at 7 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it is. Um, It is getting lower in the sky, because the trouble is, as we head towards the crescent, we're obviously getting closer to the horizon and closer to sunrise as well into the morning twilight. So you've got to bear that in mind. So if you leave it to rise too high, it'll get swamped by the daylight as the uh, light gets brighter. So that's the 20th. 
On the 21st, the moon is even lower. Now, this is where you really do need an uncluttered horizon. And the key is really just how long can you go before you lose the moon, before it's too close to the glare of the sun. And I actually think sort of the 21st is getting pretty close to that time sort of thing. You might just get it uh, the next day, but I would, it's a real struggle. So on the 21st though, it also lies as a crescent moon and earth shine right next to beta and delta Scorpius, Graphius and Deshuba. Um, so that day on the 21st, it's, of course, also the winter solstice. So Yay. winter officially begins in the northern hemisphere and summer begins in the southern hemisphere. Mm. So uh, winter may officially begin, but of course, technically, the nights will start to draw out. So we'll actually start to get lighter nights, but it takes a few weeks. I always think around about when you get to February, you really start to notice it. So we're all right yet. Yeah, we've still got the dark skies, astronomers. We've still got the dark skies. Hang on to those dark skies. But we are at the winter solstice. So, of course, we're at the point whereby winter officially begins. Uh, that is astronomical winter, I should say, sort of thing. Meteorologists like to use the first mm. of the month. Uh, yes. So uh, we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't use the real sky, folks. They don't use the real sky. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier with your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does, yes. That, that's the general idea, isn't it? Now, the next day, December the 22nd, the actual moon will be quite close to the sun. So I'm really, I, I don't know whether you'll get it because in the early morning sky, you can try, but just Bear in mind and be careful about the sun rising if you're searching for the really, really slim crescent moon. The moon will be new on the 24th. So we're looking on the 22nd at the moment. This is good news because it's only two days away when it's new. And the reason why it's good news is that it's actually a great time to get, you should, I could call this the Christmas meteor shower. Christmas lights yeah. in the sky, couldn't we? Because it's the Ursid's meteor shower. So the thing about the Ursid sort of thing, the radiant lies close to the star Kokab in Ursa Minor. That's the second brightest star actually mm -hmm. in the Ursa Minor. So you've got two stars there which are bright, prominent, Polaris, and everybody knows Polaris, the North Pole star, and Kokab. So the radiant lies close to Kokab. And although the activity is around 10 per hour, there's no moon. And no. because it's close to Kokab, it's circumpolar. So you can actually observe all night, if you really wanted, and watch out mm -hmm. for meteors. So this is a, if you've not seen a meteor shower, this is the perfect time to just, uh, just keep looking up, have a watch out. And if you see anything radiating away from, say, Kokab in the Ursa Minor, then there is a good chance you've picked up an Ursid meteor. It's just that, you know, with Zen, with 10 per hour, Zenith hourly rate, that is the, Perfect conditions. We have to reiterate this. <laughs> that is absolutely perfect. You're looking straight towards the zenith, which is the point directly above you. It's the hourly rate under exceptionally dark skies. But let's face it, how many of us have got that? <laughs> so <laughs> we have to be realistic. Oh, well. You may be looking at two or three per hour. But I will say, um, if you want to, if you want to make sure that you're getting the most out of this meteor shower, because it is it is not a particularly prolific one. We have lots of guides over on the website, skyatnightmagazine.com. Um, but my, my one big piece of advice is it is December. Make sure you wrap up warm. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. And um, <laughs> I usually find that it's always my feet that feel the cold the most. So, you know, make sure that you've got nice thick socks on. Um, Maybe find like a piece of wood or a piece of cardboard to stand on. That can actually help 
keep your feet warm, weirdly enough. Oh, definitely. Concrete and tarmac are the worst, aren't they? Yeah, they just leap the heat right out of you. So wrap up warm. We don't want anybody getting hypothermia. But if you do manage to, to manage to stay out there and see some meteors, um, it's an, always an excellent thing to see. Of course, a bonus is you could always put on your Christmas list, buy me thermals. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a little bit late. Yeah, you might have to get your Christmas present early to take advantage of it for that one. But yes, always a good or good Christmas present for an astronomer um, is a nice, <laughs> decent set of uh, woolly underwear. Because <laughs> it's surprising everybody would go for telescopes or binoculars, but sometimes one of the most useful things is actually some decent warm clothing, mm-hmm. especially this time of year, as you say, sort of yeah. thing, because I've been out there under the freezing, oh dear, snow, etc. You know, Oh, when we're doing the reviews, we're dedicated lot, you know. <laughs> you know, we will go out even if there's snow on the ground, as long as the sky's clear as well, sort of thing. One thing I have noticed, you can now get heated socks. So if Ooh. you did want to to give somebody socks for Christmas, because I know that always goes down well. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of options there for you. See, we've got a Christmas guide to shopping as well in, in our podcast this time. <laughs> Just a couple of uh, tips there for your Christmas list in case, like me, you've left your shopping until the last week. Let's get to Christmas Eve, December the 24th. And it's in the evening skies. Yes, the evening skies at last sort of thing. But there's a bit of a problem because we're looking in bright evening twilight. And the thing about this, you look towards the southwest because over the previous few days, slowly and surely, I'm not talking about Mars, I'm talking about Mercury and Venus are creeping into the Mm. evening sky. They are deep in the evening twilight and set fairly quickly. But on the 24th, you have to look very carefully. I've got it down for around about 15, 16 minutes past four before they set. But the crescent moon, the incredibly thin crescent moon will be there. It is a real challenge because it's not too long after new. That's Mm. the difficulty. So, but the main thing we should always emphasize is make sure the sun has set. Yeah. You can't emphasize it too hard, can we? It's always a lot easier to do it when it's in the evening sky, because as soon as the sun goes down, you know, it's not going to pop back up again. Um, Whereas in the morning, it's kind of you're trying to time it of when do you think the sun is going to come up. But always make sure the sun is well out of the way when you're trying to make these observations, uh, because we don't want you to hurt your eyes. Exactly. You know, we want you to see the rest of the events. Uh, Otherwise, there's no point in us telling us Mm -hmm, about them. Exactly. Now, naturally, Venus is the brighter of the two planets sort of thing. So that's the one that will guide you to Mercury, which will be to the upper left of Venus itself. So southwest, make sure the horizon is uncluttered because anything in the way, even a hill, could limit your chances of success. Mm -hmm. But as I say, if you look at you may even catch a glimpse of the incredibly thin crescent moon as well before it sets. I will say um, that Venus, uh, looking forward to next year as well, we're giving you some some hints about next year. Um, Venus is going to put on a particularly good show next year. So catch this early glimpse of it and then you can, can carry on following it throughout the rest of the year. You could say it all starts now, doesn't it, Ezzy? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> As 2022 ends, so 2023 will be the... We've had the uh, almost the year of Mars, really, now sort of thing, and into early next year. Mm. Then it'll be the year of Venus as well. Absolutely. Okay, so it's Christmas Day, and we have a Christmas comet. Now, don't get too excited, because it is about eighth magnitude. 
But you should be able to see it in binoculars. If you look towards Corona Borealis, the northern crown, it lies between uh, Boetes, the herdsman, and Hercules, but it is a morning object. Oh, I'm sorry, Ezzy, we're back to the morning <laughs> skies again. But it's 4 a.m. You'll be out looking for Santa. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so why not sort of thing? Keep a lookout for Santa at the same time, but get your binoculars out because in the actual circlet there of uh, Corona Borealis is Comet C2022E3ZTF. Hey, what a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it's comets. They always have these really long names. And I know it's because it's it's the the year it was found and then something to do with the quarter and the survey that found it. And it all makes very a lot of sense if you're looking from it from the scientific perspective. But I do wish they had some better names sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, I always worry that if I discover a comet and it's named usually after the discovery of Comet Money, but I always worry about Comet Money because knowing my look, that's the one that's going to destroy us and I'll get <laughs> blamed. You found it. You know, it's heading towards us. Do something about it. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So there we are. So I uh, suppose in a way, I don't want to find a comet sort of thing. Although I haven't said comet money has a certain ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean to say uh, we'll, we'll be better off as such for that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's worth having a look for that. And it's the early hours of the morning. So you never know. Later that day, Santa might have brought you a new telescope or a pair of binoculars. Mm -hmm. So that evening, as the moon's setting very early and very quickly, it means the rest of the night, will be dark and hopefully clear as well. So a few things to look out for that's Christmassy. I always think a sort of thing, for a start, the rosette nebula is like a wreath, a Christmas wreath as well. Mm, Not just a absolutely. rosette sort of thing. So have a look at that. It's in Monoceros. And the Christmas tree cluster in Monoceros. Wow! I mean, what a perfect item to have a view out with a pair of binoculars or especially a telescope as well. But with it being dark, this is the time now to test out your new equipment on the Pleiades, the Orion Nebula. Take a tour of the planets. You've got, I mean, we've got a whole range of planets back now to view. We've got mm. Venus and Mercury in the evening sky, twilight. Then you've got Saturn, Neptune, Jupiter, Uranus and Mars. So what more do you want? Plenty of planets, plenty of deep sky to play about with your telescope or binoculars, especially if you've got them brand new just to end the week on. So there we are, Christmas night. You might be out under the stars. Let's hope it's clear. Absolutely. And if you are around with your family, um, people perhaps that don't necessarily share your, your deep love of the night sky, things like the Orion constellation and bright planets like Saturn and Jupiter and Mars, they're all great ways to get people who don't necessarily look very closely at the night sky most nights. It's a great way to get people involved um, and looking up together as a family. So I highly recommend that. And we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas. Um, so thank you very much for taking us through that, Paul. It's a pleasure. I hope everybody has a, a nice Christmas as well, because, uh, you know, we it comes but once a year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and to recap um, for your Christmas week, on the 10th of December, we have uh, the moon passing close to Zubin el Ganubi. Uh, on the 21st, it's the winter solstice, where the crescent moon will be near to three bright stars. On the 22nd, the moon's going to be close to the sun, so, so be, do be careful if you're trying to observe it. But we'll also have the Ursid's meteor shower that will be up throughout the night if you want to try and see that. Finally, 24th of December, Christmas Eve. Very early in the evening, we have Venus and Mercury will be making their appearance in the evening sky. And then finally, on the 25th of December, 
Comet C2022 E3 ZTF will be going across the night sky. Plus, there's a whole host of things that you can see with your family or with your new Christmas equipment that you've got. So we hope that you will manage to see some of those. If you want to make sure that you're always up to date and always know what's going to be going on in the stargazing sky, please do be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Next week, we will be here a day early. We'll be on the 24th of December that the podcast will be coming out rather than on Christmas Day. So we hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and we'll see you then. If you want to find out even more spectacular sights that will be gracing the night sky throughout the month, be sure to pick up a copy of BBC Sky at Night magazine, where we have a 16-page pull-out sky guide with a full overview of everything worth looking up for. Whether you like to look at the moon, the planets, or the deep sky, whether you use binoculars, telescopes, or neither, our sky guide has got you covered with the detailed star charts to help you track your way across the night sky. From all of us here at BBC Sky at Night magazine, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Diary podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at skyatnightmagazine.com or head to Acast, iTunes or Spotify. Thank you.